Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another rousing rendition of the Brethren Podcast and the segment that we like to call Cocktail Convos, where we sit down and have casual conversation about life and business with people that we like to consider as success veterans. And today is going to be no different. Uh, I would love to welcome to uh, the podcast and the conversation, a uh, longtime friend, old school, known her for years. Um, we used to be on the yard together at Tuskegee, uh, but now a wife, a mother, entrepreneur, several businesses, uh, and much more that we'll get into when we start this conversation. But I would love to welcome Miss Jessica Williams, a.k.a. Jay Aaliyah. How you doing today? Oh, my gosh. You said my name right. First of all, <laughs> you get props just for them because don't nobody ever say it right. They make it so complicated. So I appreciate you. I miss with you for saying it right. But I'm doing good. Like, I'm so excited to be here and to be talking to you, like, I love supporting people that I know, um, especially people from Tuskegee. You know, I got a really special place in my heart for everybody I connected with in Tuskegee. And I love seeing, like, everybody doing their thing, whether it's corporate or they're doing their own business. I just love to see it. Most definitely. It does do something for the mental to see people that, you know, back when we was, back when we was, you know, on the yard, we wouldn't, we most of us didn't have a care in the world. You know, we really just trying to figure out, you know, what are we going to get from the calf? How are we going to get something to drink, something to eat later that night? Who going, which club we going to go to is it was carefree. Uh, but to see people really, you know, grow up, mature, have families, businesses and doing well, it always does something uh, for the mental. So, you know, I, I definitely, uh, you know, express those same sentiments, especially, you know, with, with people, you know, that we went to school with, um, but before we get started, I definitely got to give a shout out to both of my uh, my co-hosts, the illustrious Dr. Jamu Lovins, uh, PhD, CFP of uh, Loving Consulting, LLC, and Mr. Destrian Wells of D. Wells Consulting. Shout out to both of those gentlemen. And today's cocktail convo is no different. It will be brought to you today by LaFlight87. Get you some, LaFlight87.com. But as usual, before every conversation, we uh, do a cheers. This is to a great conversation, knowledge being dropped, and somebody being able to pick up some of the crumbs. Cheers. I got wine, so I'm gonna take a sip. Mm-hmm. I'm ending my work day, so something like there we go. Me too. Just a, just a small uh, swig of whiskey over here. <laughs> um, but yeah, wife, mother of two, business owner. I want to take it back a little bit. And 2019, you started, and if I remember correctly, before. Uh, your current business, which I think more a lot of people know you for now, uh, but before this was Jalea Wardrobe Styling. Yes, uh, twenty nineteen. What brought about that? Because one thing that I will say, you know, when, the times when I know knew you back then, you were always dressed, always fashionable. Um, but you know, it's the yard; it's the HBCU. Right. Everybody, you know, you kind of be on, on point, so you don't really know who's into fashion. And yeah. for the most part, you know, if you were really into fashion, you kind of was a part of the modeling clique or the modeling group, you know, those kind of mm -hmm. things. Um, but 2019, what got you to say, you know what, let me help some other people get dressed? It really was a thing more so like the people close to me would always reach out to me and be like, how should I wear this? Or what do I need to add? What do I need to take off? And I would just was genuinely helping people just because mm -hmm. I had a passion for fashion. That sounds so corny. But it really came like it was it was a tugging on me even before 2019 
that I just wasn't feeling fulfilled in corporate America. So that's really where it started. And I never really knew what path I wanted to take, but I knew that corporate America wasn't it. Even though I was always successful and still am successful in the corporate America culture, it just wasn't doing for me what they said it was supposed to do. So I was like, okay. I was like, I, I can probably style people. I was like, a lot of people ask me about it. So I was like, I'm going to step out and see like what I can really do with this. And I'm in Memphis. So I'm not in no big high fashion city like Atlanta or Houston or New York or places like that. So really it's a small handful of people in Memphis that can really dress and everybody else just be looking country, you know? And so I just really was like, just throwing tips out there for a minute. And I had to get past being getting out my head because for about two years, I was just scared to do something, scared to make a move. So when I finally decided like, okay, I'm gonna just start giving out little tips on Instagram for free. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna see if I can start styling people. And then I, I like started styling people and Memphis is not that big. So the circle of people that I was styling were all entrepreneurs and they were referring their entrepreneur friends to me to help them style because a lot of them were doing branding shoots that was their first ever branding shoot for their brand. So it was like really like an honor to be able to help people like put their brand and visualize it. So that's really how it started. I didn't realize it was so time consuming though. Um, and that's why I stopped. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, from the outside looking in, and I think most people will probably feel like, you know, styling is easy. You know, people do it all the time. You go in the store, you look at a mannequin, a mannequin is styling. You just, you know, a lot of people are out here rocking whatever the mannequin got on. Whatever your color yeah. jays is, you go get the pants and the shirt and the hat to match your jays. That, you know, that's styling. Uh, but you brought up a good point in terms of styling, like what it really takes, because everybody's not the same everybody's yep. aesthetic is not the same um so i know you went to school and you went to school you you went you started at tuskegee and then you finished at uh usm university of southern mississippi and you got your bachelor's yeah. in fashion merchandising mm-hmm. um which you know for me is like fashion merchandising is the business side and then the styling has you know your personal passion along with it because you know you like you know you like dressing you're good at what you do um and now you've got Cambella, Cambella Company. First, where did the name come from? So Cambella Company was literally like, I talk about God a lot because God is what guides me throughout my whole journey of what I'm doing creatively, like my own IP and something I'm gonna own myself. So Cambella Cocaine, because it was it's basically my kid's name. I have a daughter named Kamora. I have a daughter named Bella. I it just came like I literally woke up and it was like Cambellico and I was like okay I and I knew that was it because I had been trying to think like what is the name gonna be of what I'm gonna do like it can't be Jay Aaliyah like Jay Aaliyah is my personal brand but I was like I want something bigger than my personal brand I want something that's gonna resonate and then also with Jay Aaliyah so many people have a hard time pronouncing it I was like I want to make it just easy and I was really just trying to think of a name. Jay Aaliyah was something I just made up because I was like, it's too many Jessicas. I'm going to change, switch it up, brand myself a different way. But then when I wanted to do my jewelry company, I wanted that to be something completely different. So it literally came to me in a dream. And I woke up and I was like, okay, Kimbella Co. I was like, and even when I had the name, at the time, I didn't even know what I was going to use it for. I was just like, okay, keep this in my back pocket. 
So two things. <laughs> Number one, I I thought like when I, when I first saw you start, saying, you know, Jay Aaliyah, wardrobe stylist, I was like, oh, just middle name is Aaliyah. You know, like yeah, you don't. Okay, yeah, all right. So all right. So I'm I'm just making sure because I'm like, where you get where you get Aaliyah? All right. So it is your middle name. All right. So that was that was it. I was like, I thought that's where it came from, but I'm like, wait, it was something else behind that. Cool. Um. But in terms of like your your decision making, where you were like, I want something different than myself. I don't think a lot of people really understand what that what that really means is because you know a lot of people could easily be like, all right, Jaylia wardrobe stylist, then Jaylia boutique, and everything is Jaylia, 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 Jaylia. But you made a very conscious decision to say, you know what, I want something so that both things can kind of be separate. Yeah. Um, so that, I just want to make sure that we we don't gloss over that point because a lot of people are at that point or maybe at that point in their entrepreneurial journey where you get caught up in this, you know, all right, I got this one name. I'm just going to name everything after that. And then mm-hmm. when you're talking about real formation and business and taxes and all of that, things start getting murky because you don't remember whether you did it for JLE or wardrobe stylist or whether you did it for JLE or boutique or whatever else comes from that. So I definitely want to, um, you know, point that out and make sure that people don't gloss over that fact. Um, yeah, that's, that's serious business. Like when I say I have a business, like that's what I mean. And that's exactly why I did come up with another name because there are two separate LLCs. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Like it's nothing. And you look at bigger corporations, they do that. I mean, okay. look how brands are under PepsiCo, how many brands are under Coca-Cola, and they're all essentially the same products, but they're all branded differently, so you gotta, I, I just believe in doing things decent and in order, and doing them the right way, like, we, we just gonna do it the right way from the beginning, so we will not have to go back later. Now, here's my next question, and this is, this is the biggest question that I wanted to ask you, um, in preparing for this, is, Daily wardrobe stylist, you're styling people for branding shoots, photo shoots. Um, and most people would think that the natural progression into another business that is kind of related, but not fully related or similar is you would open clothing boutique, but you opened an, what, what, what you've named and what other people have probably named it too, an accessory heaven. Yeah. And and you, you you said the word niche, I think, before we got on, but kind of just walk through that decision process of how you got to the point where you were like, you know what, I'm going to really carve this space out because I, I kind of, I think I kind of can figure the answer, but I want to hear from you. Like, what made yeah. you go that way? Because I found that when I was personally shopping and I was going into the boutiques and even going into the Macy, I think like the big department stores were the main ones. They had a really nice accessory collection but it was still like nowhere I could go that just had just nothing but just dope dope accessories you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I'm shopping and I'm in a boutique and I'm trying to put my whole outfit together y'all got everything y'all got the skirt the um the top the shoes but y'all don't have the accessories mm-hmm. like to me it makes sense and from my styling background accessories make your outfit like you look at any any red carpet show um any award show fashion show they're gonna have some type of accessories and I found when I was just shopping in Memphis it was just like no we had tons of black owned boutiques that are great you know but I couldn't find I'm like nobody is selling just accessories and like the accessories would just be so blah like this is boring this is not 
No. Everybody got pearls. Yeah. yeah. And I also want it to be different because, you know, entrepreneurship is so popular right now and so glorified. And it's like, I'm, I've literally been trying to like just niche down as much as I can. Like, instead of doing clothes, let's do jewelry. And then from there, it's like, okay, what kind of jewelry do you want to sell? Let's narrow it down a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? So my whole goal when I'm doing my business is the problem I'm solving and how I'm going to stand out when I'm doing it. Um, that's really, I don't want to blend in. You know, it's, it's so many people with businesses. I don't want to do that. Most definitely. And I will say, like like you said, and you, you've constantly niched out your niche. <laughs> I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense or not, but it's going to make sense right now where, you know, you, you saw a need for what you were specifically doing. Like you were your own consumer in, in, in sorts, where it's like, okay, I'm styling people with these clothes, but don't nobody have the jewelry, the, you know, the, the, the bracelets, the anklets, the, the necklaces, the rings that I need to go with this outfit. So yep. I need to go out and source it myself. And I think that's very, that's very key. A lot of people, my, my dad and a lot of business people always say, you know, uh, if you want to make money, you got to find out what people don't want to do or what's, what people don't have. And then you become the source for that thing. And I think oftentimes we kind of overlook ourselves in that. We look very outward where it's like, okay, what is everybody around me missing? Let me provide that for them. But oftentimes the answer is right there with us where it's like, hey, I'm a stylist. I'm not seeing the jewelry that I need. Let me go out and style. And now you've taken that a step further where now you're personalizing and customizing jewelry your uh your accessory and jewelry line you have you know outside of just the regular i'd say the regular unbranded accessories you've got branded accessories now very mm-hmm. very attractive very flashy uh jewelry and accessories but and now it's got Kimbella on it um when did you know it was the right time to make that transition now where it's like okay I got y'all on the on the accessories and stuff. I got myself on this because now I'm, you know, I'm helping uh Jay Aaliyah wardrobe styling now because now I know where to go get my accessories from. Let me take mm-hmm. this to the next step and let me start really branding Kimbella company jewelry and accessories yeah. for people. When did you know it was the right time to t- to take that step? Um also I know I sound like repetitive, but it was literally like, okay, I see a few people selling this same type of jewelry, but Literally, I would compare. Like, I had a friend girl who left one of her Cubans. It wasn't a Cuban for me. She left a Cuban. We did a photo shoot, and she had a Cuban from another brand. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at the Cuban, and I put it next to my Cuban, and my Cuban's shinier than that Cuban. My Cuban, you know, is more durable than that one. My Cuban, it just overall looked better. Like, the quality just looks better. And so I was like, okay, you're standing next to a, a competitor, and you see that the quality is there. So go and throw that logo on there. Like, and then just doing market research and looking at the big competitors. When I look at the jewelry brands that um, Mulatto, Cardi B, all these rappers that they're shopping with, they brand on their jewelry. So I'm going to put my brand on my jewelry. Because when I do my, when I'm looking at people that are doing the same thing I'm doing, not to copy them, mm-hmm. but what's the industry norm to see what the person who's selling the same chain as me, but they're charging two, three hundred dollars more because they have their brand name. They have those high-end customers, but it's the same chain I got and their logos on it. So in my head, it's like, okay, put your logo on yours too. 
you want to be able to scale your brand to the point where you are charging more because it's the same thing I have. I'm looking at the, the what it's made out of the materials the same, but they charging two hundred dollars more to me because they got a bigger brand. I will. I, I like the way that you brought in scaling. Um, you brought in competitive advantage. You brought in a lot of business concepts, and that's you know the business the business grad business school grad in me, and I you know you also uh, hold a degree in business. It just is it's weird how later now. A lot of those things are in our brains and we inherently do it and not really realize that we pull in from what we were taught at some points. Um, so I definitely, I definitely appreciate and recognize that you, you, you bring in those concepts and putting it into real form. Cause when we're taught it, we get taught about the big companies and we don't really see how it can apply yeah. to our own thing, our own entrepreneurial journey. So I, you know, I, I definitely, uh, shout you out for being able to do that. Um, and for anybody, obviously, you know, your information will be in the in, in the comments, but y'all definitely have to uh, take a look at the quality of it, because I will say that when you say that you've carved a niche, um, you've created your own, you really and truly have. And like you said, I and it's weird because lately I've been I told I told a couple of my friends, I'm like, I'm in a, the spirit on me is heavy to buy like a gold chain. And <laughs> <laughs> I've had these same two for 12, 15 years at this point, but I really want something a little bit bigger, a little bit more flashy. No diamonds, just solid gold. And when I go out and look for one, I only see the same things come up. You got your mm -hmm. K jewelers, uh, the, the jewelry stores in the, in the mall. Basically. And what a lot of people don't know is I think three or four of them, K, uh, K um, Sterling, and Zales are all owned by the same company. And they don't sell what we looking for. And when I say we, yeah, yeah, I know exactly. I'm talking about us, black folk, the quote unquote urban market. They ain't selling it. They not selling yeah. thick gold they Cubans. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta go to you gotta go to them. You gotta go to the to the swap meet. You gotta go to the jewelry exchange, you know, but because and so like your niche is it's weird that it's a niche because what that style is very you know very popular but the big the big boys ain't figured it out yet or it's just not their brand and i love that there's still yeah. that space for us to be in there mm -hmm. and really do it and do it in a way like you where you're you, you've got integrity you've got quality you've got value everything is really wrapped and packaged there because when i looked today i was surprised i was like i was like that's how much She's selling the cube before. I'm like, somebody lied. And I know you, and I know you ain't lying, but I'm like, yeah. ain't no but way that they over here selling this for this. And you know, it's they got an integrity thing for me though, because all of my I, I look at it like this: like everybody doesn't know Kimbella Co. We we're not a household name yet. So I only been doing this type of jewelry for a year. So my whole thing right now is building trust with my audience and I'm slowly increasing the prices where I see fit, but I have integrity. So I don't need to do, and I also know my numbers. Let me throw that out there. I don't need to do a crazy markup to be profitable. Mm. And that's the thing. And that's why I did it because y'all go in the mall. We go in the mall. We go to the kiosk with the Arabs. We go into Zales. A lot of times they're not honest with you and we don't have the knowledge to know the difference. So mm. we're just going to pay the price. Like I've gone 
back and forth with people about my price and I'm telling them like what it's made of. And I'm, and it's frustrating because it's like, y'all go in the mall and y'all pay whatever. And they, right. they could be, be lying to you. You know, you don't know if it's real or not, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You don't know if it's real diamond. You don't know if it's real gold. Like unless your skin is super sensitive where you know that, okay, this is not what they say it is because now my skin is irritated. Like I just wanted to have the integrity. I could be charging more, but I don't have to charge that much to make a profit right now. So of course, as any business grow, you raise prices, things mm-hmm. will increase as demand increases, but I, I'm just not a fan of just charging a higher price just to charge a higher price. And I'll tell you right now, that that mentality and that mindset is is what creates longevity in anything, relationships, business, all of that is because, you know, especially now where you, you mentioned, like, there's a glorification of entrepreneurship right now. And there's everybody who's on the Internet telling people, go start an LLC, go start an LLC, and they're not telling them the whole story. They're not, you know, teaching them everything that goes with it. Um, and everybody just wants to sell something and everybody wants to be very quick about it, where it's like, okay, I need $10,000. So I need to sell this number at this. And they want that to be as small as possible. So it's like, if I need $10,000, then I need to sell 10 people, something at a thousand dollars because they don't want to have to do the work of reaching more than 10 people. So next question I would ask you is, pandemic happens happening what challenges did you face in terms of your business because right now your business for the most part is uh i'd say 95 80 to 95 percent digital i mean you do still you do the you do the styling uh and things of that nature photo shoots obviously branding and marketing for your own personal brand may have taken uh, a little, you know, a little sidestep because of social distancing or whatnot. But what was what was one of your biggest challenges in 2020? Or maybe there wasn't any challenges at all. And like a lot of entrepreneurs that were doing things right, we caught windfall in the, in the pandemic where, you know, like I do business consulting and I build websites. So a lot of people came to me in the, in the pandemic was like, hey, I'm trying to do this now. Let's go because we in a pandemic. Um, so just in, in, in general, how did the pandemic affect your business, uh, positive or negative? So the pandemic is actually when I started transitioning and started introducing Kimbellico, like literally the week in March that it hit and they were shutting everything down. I was in L.A. at a conference learning and going to the fashion district and buying accessories. So when I left the fashion district, everything shut down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wasted a lot of money in the pandemic. Even though my business, quote unquote, didn't take a hit, mm-hmm. my numbers were growing year over year compared to the previous year because that's how I look at whether or not a month is successful. Mm-hmm. I'm looking like, even if I don't hit my goal for this month, right? If my if I'm increasing over last year, that's still a win. Right. So I was still growing. I was still getting sales. I wasted a lot of money in the pandemic trying to figure it out wasted a lot of money on coaches just because like in my head I was like at that point I was like I made I was making good money and still make good money in my corporate job and I was pouring that money into my business but I wasted so much money learning from the wrong people and listening to people who were telling me to do xyz and I'm I'm not thinking for myself and my business 
Like, I'm just taking everything that the coaches are saying to heart. And I'm like, I'm doing this exactly how this person said. And looking back over the whole pandemic, it's like, I wasted thousands of dollars. Like, in the pandemic, I was trying to produce a clothing line. Mm -hmm. Then wasted thousands of dollars trying to produce a clothing line during a pandemic, getting overcharged. Like, I was really doing too much at one time which is why now you see me only focusing and only pushing on Kim Bellico because I want all my efforts to go there. So the lesson I learned from that was stop looking at people on Instagram who are showing how much they make month to month and you see the numbers and you see the bags and you see the lifestyle that they live and you think because they're posting this lifestyle that they have the knowledge to teach you about your business. And it, it just was an overall loss because I was I was spending money with people and implementing strategies that weren't specific to my business. Like I'm I'm learning from somebody that's not even that you know they're just a, a a marketing coach, but they're not specific to fashion. They're not right. they 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 know nothing about fashion. So I wasted so much money trying to get in front of people and get help from people. When I really should have just been like listening to my gut more about and looking at credentials more, not just what I see on social media, but like, okay, what's your testimonials from your previous clients? What are they saying about working with you? Like it, it just was just so much wasting money because I was trying to just hurry up and learn something thinking that it was going to work and it didn't work. Like it, it just didn't work. And I don't, I, I don't want, I don't want that to really come across as the negative that it may sound like to people, because let's be honest in the pandemic, everybody was kind of looking for an outlet or something to, you know, tap into really where I, I, I would always post um, during the pandemic. I, and when I started doing happy hours with, with, with friends and stuff, virtually, I would always say, you know, I want everybody to come out of this better than we went into it. So a lot of people picked up, you know, learning something, taking a course, getting certified in something extra or something, because I mean, all we had was time. But mm -hmm. the key that I want everybody to take away is that you dedicated investment in yourself and your business. That investment was not always the right one, but you took that initiative to go forth and say, all right, somebody that's not in my expertise like i'm good at you know wardrobe styling jewelry all of this but i might not be as amazing at marketing let me go out and get some help in my marketing i like i tell people all the time i'm not an accountant i'm not a finance major those were the class like i don't like math you know what i'm saying can i do it of course but when it comes to my taxes and my business and accounting i always defer to somebody else and oftentimes it may not be the right person. We just saw the uh, Steve Harvey interview with his accountant took 22 million from him. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I definitely don't want it to come across the way that it, some people may take it. It's like you took the initiative to invest in yourself. Sometimes those investments aren't always the best. Sometimes they may not pay off the way that we expect them to, right? Like we got, you got these people that are living these flashy lifestyles and teaching these things and they really got a cookie cutter way about them, like you stated, where it's like it didn't really fit you. Now, will it fit somebody else perfectly? Probably yeah. so, especially if that person's in the same exact business doing the same exact thing as them. But then we're talking about saturation. So I definitely wanted to make sure we put that point out there where it's like you took the initiative to invest in yourself. And uh, I, I, I like that because 
you know, some people really will, you know, will wait. They'll wait until, you know, all right, well, you know, after my first six months and after we sell this number or whatever, then I'll go do this. Because continuing education, especially when it comes to business, is big. And working in corporate, we know that. Our companies that we work for pay good money every year, quarterly, monthly, if not, to send us to workshops, different kind of, you know, learnings, trainings, bringing people in and all of that. Because the world ain't, it's not, it's not, it's not stagnant. It's constantly changing. It's constantly evolving. So when it comes to entrepreneurial, uh, the journey and and owning our own business, a lot of us will get stuck in. Okay, it's running. We good. Like the vehicle's yeah. moving. Ain't nothing wrong. We good. And we forget to do those checks, or we forget that we're trying to scale, and we don't know where to go from there. And then, you know, in essence, that becomes a business failure because it's like, all right, you. You hit that and you at your peak. Like you you didn't like some people be like, all right, well, right. you didn't you didn't do nothing outside of Memphis. Like that's that's where you want to be. It's like, no, well, I gotta go, you know, invest uh in 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 areas. Just like large companies invest in research and development, we gotta do it too. Uh, so yeah. I definitely appreciate you for bringing up that point. And I'm not taking away from hiring a coach. I, I don't want it to sound that way. No, of course I, what not. I know is to know specifically. What do I need help with? Because there are so many coaches. You know what I'm saying? You got a SEO coach, a, mm-hmm. a marketing coach. You have a, a social media coach, an email marketing coach. It's so many aspects of marketing that I wish I would have just known, okay, I need an SEO coach or I need a coach to help me with my Instagram. I don't need a coach for copy for my emails. So that's what I wish I would have known. I don't regret buying a coach. Every coach mm-hmm. I work, I have taken something away to be able to apply to my business. I just know now before hiring and working with somebody, I need the expert in what I need help in. Yeah. I don't need a, a general coach. So and it's, it's you have to continue to learn because that's the only way you're going to get to where you want to be. Like you don't see the people with the million dollar companies and they're doing it all themselves like they they have a team they 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 doing as little as possible at that point when you but you gotta also put the right people in place and that's key like everybody who's an accountant ain't the best accountant everybody who's a marketer ain't the best marketer and not to say that they're they might not just be they just might not be the best marketer for you i tell Mm -hmm. people all the time and we, we we've had a couple of episodes on here about you know power circles um, and just like your personal group or team, some people aren't meant to be on your team. Like my yeah. best friend could be an accountant, but he might not be the best accountant for me because we're friends. And yeah. that should, he got like, it's like, hey, I'm going to refer you to everybody I know, but we already know we don't work together. You know, this ain't your realm. You might do corporate tax. I ain't a corporation yet. So let me refer to you, my corporate friends and things like that. Um, but just open dialogue and communication is definitely, and you bring up a point of doing your due diligence with all of these coaches. Like we're in that space now where digital products is booming. Digital products is all, everybody's a coach. Everybody's a guru. Mm-hmm. Everybody's selling a course. Um, I dabbled in it for a second and I was one of the people where I was like, I'm not paying, I'm not charging nobody a hundred dollars, you know, to do something that's really, if we're being honest, is being regurgitated by 50 other people. And some people yeah. might be doing it for completely free. So 
you know, let me find that that niche area where it's like, okay, it's affordable and it's not delirious. Um, but then you got to go, you got to go back as a consumer and do your due diligence. Say, all right, well, how reputable is this person? How many years do they have in this in this industry? You know, is their course worth it? What's all in the course? Like you said, where are their testimonials? Right? Yeah. So, and some people are so smart. Like some people are so smart and they have the knowledge, but they can't teach it. Like teaching mm, is a gift. Mm. I work with people like that. It's like I know that you have the knowledge because I see you, but you can't explain it in a way where it's resonating with me. Like we gotta get out of just doing things for money. Like we we gotta have some integrity. Like every star, to- every star athlete is not gonna be a good coach. Every exactly. good salesman is not gonna be a good manager. There are a lot of skills that come into place and communication to people skills. I always tell people are the most two, two of the most important things just in life. Hey. Like if you can't talk to people, if you yes. can't respect people, regardless of where they are in life, you really not going to make it that far. And if you do make it far, I don't even know how you got there. Somebody paid you, paid for you to get there. You know, you somebody's, you somebody, somebody, your daddy or something like that. Especially um, women, because women like this, mm-hmm. I know you've heard them speak of this mean girl culture, mm-hmm. and it's, it's real. It's real. And I've experienced it like, y'all are real life mean girls, but then y'all want somebody to spend money with you. It doesn't work that way. Making money comes through building relationships, and building relationships is how you treat people and respecting people, just like you said. But that's second nature to me because I'm in corporate sales. So that's what I do every day. So I, I know how to build those relationships. But some people just, you know, ego get a hold of them. Money gets a hold of them. They feel like they are higher than other people. But, you know, I hate it for them because just as go up, you can fall just as hard. Mm-hmm. And I had that, I had this conversation with my homegirl. Uh, we just had her on a uh, couple of weeks ago where because of capitalism, because of American, you know, the way that things run, competition is really pushed very heavily. Um, so much so that we're blinded by the fact that collaboration will get to get us all further in most yeah. cases. Um, and thank you for bringing up the point. It is still International Women's uh, Month. We still have several more days left in this month. Uh, you know, some people have been trying to cut it short. Um and that's one of the reasons why this month exclusively we decided to only interview women and women in business. Um, and it's been a common theme with everybody where, you know, everybody kind of does mention and just in general. And we know it in the business world where there's way more competition than there is collaboration. Uh, but one thing that I've, you know, I, I've, I've watched you do is you've been very open in the past where you're like, yo, you know, does anybody know any good models in the area? You know, anybody know, you know, like you're, you constantly go out and open and welcome and look for collaboration versus competition. Um, but just talk a little bit about the conscious decision to do that. So collaboration comes easily for me because I'm not like, I'm not a jealous or envious person and I don't worry about the people who are doing the same things as me, because I know what's mine is mine. I can't serve everybody who needs jewelry in Memphis. I can't serve everybody who needs jewelry in in America. Like it has to be options for everybody. And I'm so confident in my brand and our experience that our customers have when they shop with Kimbella Co that I don't mind collaborating. And 
I'm just a give back type of person, you know, like if I can support a small owned business, a woman owned business, a black owned business over a larger corporation, I will, because we all need to collaborate to get to where we're going. That's how you meet. Like networking takes you so much farther than anything you could pay for and your reputation and what people say about you when they work with you, take you so, so much farther. And I just always want, when people think of Jess and people think of Jalea and Kimbella Cole, I want them to always think good vibes, like supportive, because my mama just didn't raise me that way. My mama didn't raise me to not be happy for other people when they, when they won or to not support other people. Like my parents raised me that you, you give back to people, you support people and you treat people good regardless whether they treat you good or not. And that's a lot of the reasons why it's certain people I can't and won't work with because you don't operate the same way I operate. And I don't even want to be associated with you because what you're doing is going to affect me negatively. So we have to, we have to collaborate. And I think collaborating just comes from being a confident person and confident in your brand and I, I just don't worry about it. I don't worry. If if you take my customer, that wasn't my customer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, I don't worry about stuff like that because it, it's way too much money in this world. They printing new money every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't care. I promise you, I don't care. I will reshare people who sell the same thing as me on my page. If I really mess with them, if we're cool and we had a relationship and they got a new drop or they finna go be somewhere, I'm sharing it. Why? Because why not? And most people won't realize that in itself, you know, it it ain't for everybody, but like me, I'm one of the people that looks and I'm like, oh, they collabing. I'm like, dang, now I got to buy from both of them just because of the spirit of not competing against each other and not literally going like, you know, there's, there's, there's corporate beefs that, you know, McDonald's, (laughs) McDonald's and Arby's got beef right now. Pepsi and Coke have had beef for years, but it's like, the world wouldn't even know what to do if Pepsi and Coke dropped the drink together. Like, right. Everybody in the world would buy it. But, you know, business is business. So collaboration is is definitely uh, over here. And obviously over there we, where you at is, is definitely more welcomed um, than competition. But before we dip, I got to ask you this question because it is Women's, uh, Interna- it's Women's History Month. Um, and like we stated it before, you are a wife and a mother of two. Your business, mm-hmm. Kimbellico, is named after your two daughters. Beautiful. Simply put, how do you do it? Because you work a corporate job. You mm-hmm. own two businesses. Your wife, your mom of two. Yeah, I know. That's a lot. People ask me that all the time. Um, it's really just a work ethic. And I'm real um, strategic about how, how I spend my time. And I have a lot of boundaries in my life that allow me to get things done that I need to get done. Like my phone be on do not disturb when I'm working, like because I get so easily distracted. Like I I joke all the time. I may have undiagnosed ADD because I I will get so distracted. And so I really, through therapy, learned how to enforce boundaries. So when I'm working, I'm working. When I'm working, nobody can reach me but my husband and my kids' school. Them the only calls that's coming through. And I get back to people when I can. And I tell the people around me that I'm like, I love you. I, I'm working on something, you know. And I had to get out my own head to get it done because 
we have enough time in the day to do the things we need to do, but we spending the time doing stuff that really not benefiting or pushing us towards our goal. And I'm not going to sit here and lie like I don't go out and I don't watch TV and I don't scroll Instagram. I do all this stuff, but I get done what I can get done and I stick to the goals that I set for myself. Like I'm not perfect, but I also have a very supportive husband that is helping me. Without my husband, like, I wouldn't be able to do it because when I'm not with the kids, he's with the kids and he allows me to go and push towards my dream. But it just really takes discipline, um, time management and, and boundaries. You know, when I'm working, I'm working, I'm locked in. Like right now we're doing this. I'm locked in. All my devices off. That, that is, that is the, that is the key in the gym that I, that I, that I, I'm glad we can finish on. Um, just personally, thank you for always being a genuine person. Like I said, you know, I've known yeah. I've known you for I've known you for years. We ain't we ain't the best of friends. I don't want to find like we the best of friends. Like we keep in touch all of the time. Um, but it's always love when I see you. Um, it's all especially on social media. We I you know we talk about, you know, we kind of get caught up in the social media where it'd be like, when the last time you talk to them, be like, oh, you know, I like the I like the picture <laughs> and I commented, you know, happy birthday or whatever, but um, just, just from the outside looking in and, and, and from afar a little bit, I'm proud of you. Um, I appreciate you for continuously being the genuine person that I met back then. Like you've always been a people person. You've always been, you know, life of the party of sorts. Like it was, you know, you were that person. I appreciate you. And I, and, uh, and I, and I'm proud of where you are right now. And I'm excited to see where you headed, uh, in the future. Um, so with that being said, let me make sure that we get everybody on one accord. You can find Kimbella Co. on Facebook at Kimbella Co. That's K-I-M-B-E-L-L-A Co. C-O. And you can find them on Instagram at Kimbella.co. K-I-M-B-E-L-L-A dot or period C-O. Uh, you can find them at shop, shop Kimbella, shopkimbella.com. Yes. Right? So make sure make sure you're following. Make sure you are shopping. Like I said, these these prices is a lot of value in these prices. And if you are looking for unique uh, accessories, necklaces, bracelets, rings, like for 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 the culture, I'm gonna go ahead and put the stamp on it. FTC for the culture. Shot with Cambella. Mm -hmm. It's it's it's. It, I'm be honest with with the gentleman. Ain't too much out there on the site for us. I'm pretty sure it's coming. But I'm for, I know. Look, I know. I, look, I know. I need to go look. Because I, I went on <laughs> right before we got on. I was like, let me go check out the inventory again. Because I haven't been on your site in a while. I'm like, I'm like, dang, that's all we got. But I'm definitely pushing um, to have a men's line out by Father's Day. That's on my goal. So, um, mm. Ladies, listen. Ladies, listen for your, for your gents. Father's Day, it'll be out. Look, I will, look, we'll hold, we'll hold you to it. I'm gonna hold no, you to it because I, I look. I, I gonna happen. See, I done said it on the podcast. Now I gotta because then they gonna listen to the podcast. They gonna be dead and right, jokes. Right. You know, it's gotta on, come the, on the site, looking for it. <laughs> refresh. She ain't dropped it yet. Where's the Father's yep. Day refresh? Well, that's exactly why I said it because I spoke it. So now, now I have to do it because that's my word. Speak, therefore I am. Hey, I love it. Um. So yeah, ladies, there's plenty out there for you. Fellas, ours is coming. There, is, there are a few selections on the site for us. And honestly, you know what I'm saying? With, with the few selections we got, it's what you want. I'm going to tell you right now, it's what you want. The spirit been heavy on me for a gold chain. I see it. 
<laughs> I see it. The, it's on that gold chain, so we can get you. Well, you know, the one, the one I wanted sold out. The twenty, the twenty inches sold out. But you know, I, I know the owner, so I might. <laughs> I might, I might I'm good. Know, I, I literally just ordered that chain for somebody else. I got to look. See, not but see, I might have to come. For you, I might have to come to you for the custom too. I might have to come for the custom. We're, we're, we're gonna talk. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, once again, introducing you to Miss Jessica Williams, a.k.a. J. Aaliyah, owner, proprietor, CEO of Kimbella Co., J. Aaliyah stylist, wife, mother, uh, business owner, fashionista extraordinaire. Cheers to a wonderful conversation. I appreciate you for being on the podcast with us. I appreciate you. That's going to do it for us here at the Brethren Podcast. Y'all make sure to follow us on all social media at Brethren Pod. That's B-R-E-A-D-R-E-N, bread, like bread. Because we always talking about our bread and we always getting bread. Bridger Podcast Series on Facebook. We don't have a website. We don't need one because y'all listening to us and y'all know where to find us. Shout out to my co-host once again, Dr. John Loving, PhD, CFP, and Destrin Wells of D. Wells Consulting. I'm AJ. Y'all can find me at 248MMBB on Instagram and Facebook. That's going to do it for us here at the Bridger Podcast. We love y'all and they know you can do about it. Peace.